Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. I asked my staff to zero in on what is now the most liberal television operation in the United States of America, and that is NBC News, owned by Comcast. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. We begin with the CEO of Comcast. His name is Brian Roberts. He is 63 years old, a lifer at Comcast, been there 33 years based in Philadelphia. Now, he runs the show, okay? He is the last word. It is not a democracy. If you study NBC News, there is only one visible Republican, and she doesn't have a real news job. Her name is Jenna Bush. She is the daughter of Bush the Younger, President Bush the Younger. They have a few other commentators that maybe are Republicans, but very, very few. The whole outfit, NBC News, is either liberal or agnostic. All right, they don't show what their hand. But certainly, NBC News' programming is left. A whole network is devoted to that, MSNBC. Okay. And I write about MSNBC in the column telling you exactly how they are trying to make money off division, in this case, racial division. Now, with CNN trying to pull back from the abyss, the ideological abyss, because the network got so damaged by its previous president, Jeff Zucker, and remember, CNN was sold. Okay, so it it doesn't have what it used to have, which was the mandate to be left wing and hate Trump. But the damage was so extensive there that they have pulled back. They're not 
in the middle is still left, but they're not nearly what NBC News is. So let's get back to Brian Roberts. His wife, Eileen, donated an astounding $152,000 to the Biden campaign in 2020. 152,000 to the Biden campaign. That's just unbelievable. Roberts himself has donated 76,000 to Democratic candidates since 2006 and 13,500 to Republican candidates. All right, in 2015, Roberts, uh, who is a buddy of Barack Obama, um, attended uh, the state dinner for the Chinese president, Xi. Roberts has a home on Martha's Vineyard, okay, where the Obamas have a home and they're buddies. They golf together, okay? Roberts threw a big party uh, fundraiser for the Obamas. And now here is the kicker. Comcast, which owns NBC News, is donating $100 million towards social justice to, quote, fight injustice and inequality against any race, ethnicity, gender identity, sexual orientation, or ability, unquote. $100 million from the Comcast Corporation. So there is no doubt that NBC News, which answers to Brian Roberts, is going to take a liberal-slash-Democrat slant. Yet, do they say that? Does any media beside me report it? Have you heard it? Now, surely you've heard that Fox News is in the tank for Republicans. Surely you know that. Surely you know the management of Fox News has been attacked, and now it's every single day. NBC, have you heard any of that that I just told you? Any of it? No. Because the left protects its own. So most corporate media is left. Now you would say, okay, O'Reilly, well, why wouldn't they make more money, these corporations and the media, if they appeal to everybody? Well, you can't do that anymore. Americans who consume news, and that's not the majority, believe me. Most Americans don't know anything about the news. They're not interested. Okay, but the Americans who do pay attention to the news, all right, are divided. And many of them only go to media that tells them what they want to hear. So you can't make any money in the middle anymore. You just can't. Unless you pull off a stunning upset and have the, you know, break stories and investigative stuff. But nobody wants to do that because it's too expensive to do it. So anyway, when you have a powerful, powerful company like Comcast, remember, Comcast runs cable companies, cable outlets, all right? Um, and they are dramatically left-wing and, and favor the Democratic Party. I mean, come on, look at the numbers. The numbers are staggering. And no one knows this. You're living in a totalitarian world. What totalitarian regimes do is hide the truth from the people. 
If you knew all about this, please do me a favor. Write me a letter, bill at BillOReilly.com, email, and say, I knew all about Comcast, Brian Roberts, NBC News from this vehicle. This is how I learned it. I would really, really like to know. Because I don't believe it's ever been out there to this extent. And it is the biggest reason that we Americans now despise each other, because we're divided into tribes. That's the column. All right? And um, there are more in the media, far more liberal tribes than conservative tribes. Although talk radio, to be fair, is dominated by conservatives. They tried the liberal angle and nobody listened. Never quite figured that out, but nobody listened. Um, so talk radio on uh, is, is right wing, conservative, Republican leaning. No doubt about that. But television, which has much, much more influence, national television than talk radio does, um, is dramatically left. Let's see, did I leave anything out here? I mean, I thought we did a pretty good job researching this. Um, and everything I told you is absolutely in stone true. There's no, I don't have to slant any of this. Facts are the facts. And, um, you know, you can do the whataboutism, and I know the left will do it. What about uh, Fox and uh, OAN and... Uh, Newsmax, I, it doesn't even come close. The money and the power don't come close to CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN. It's not even the same hemisphere. And that's why. Okay, and that's the memo. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Biden has disappeared. We don't know where he is. But we do know where Corinne Jean-Pierre is giving her daily briefing. And she was asked about the awful fentanyl crisis in America. Roll the tape. Because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows, historic levels, uh, that we have been able to uh, record a number of personnel working to secure the border because of what we've been able to do. Seizing that fentanyl, uh, we've done it in a historic way. That's because of what this president has done. It's a total lie. Yeah, okay, they seized fentanyl in record amounts because record amounts are coming into the United States. So you'd have to. All right. So the, here's the truth. And the truth is very simple. There has been an 800 percent increase in fentanyl overdose deaths. OK, 800 <laughs> percent. Oh, no, this is historic. We're doing a great job. Where are we doing? You know, you just sit there with your mouth open and you saw the woman earlier uh, this month, uh, whose two sons died from fentanyl, crying and saying, why, why do we have open borders? You saw it. But Jean-Pierre, I mean, at this point, she's incapable of telling the truth. Somebody can't do it. And, you know, I know she's being ordered not to tell the truth. But when, they, when you hear the word Fox News lies, just think about Corinne Jean-Pierre. Now, it's not a whataboutism. I don't do that. Okay? The king of whataboutism 
is Cuomo, and I'm going to be on News Nation tonight, 815 hit, I think it is. I want to talk about a lot of this stuff that we've just talked about here. He does a lot of whataboutism, Chris Cuomo. I try to get him out of that. You know, stay on the topic. It's not what about. But when you hear FNC lies, you've got to think about the current administration and the left-wing corporate media. Just a Russian collusion thing alone. Insane. Insanely untrue. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let me uh, give you a fast update on this uh, Mexico murder of two Americans. So, Sharid Woodward, 33, Zindel Brown, 28, killed by cartel members uh, in uh, Matamoros area in Mexico. Uh, two survived, Latavia McGee, mother of six, Eric James Williams, who was shot in the leg but uh, not life-threatening. They're back in the USA. A 24-year-old man who was guarding them, just some kid, you know, low life. He's been arrested. Don't expect any cartel members to be arrested. It's Mexico. Okay, we've been over that and over that and over that. I'm going to get into that fairly heavy on News Nation tonight because people who watch News Nation, a lot of them don't watch me. So I'm going to get a little shock and awe tonight uh, on a Cuomo program. So joining us now from Mexico City is journalist Ana Paula Odorica. She is the host of the Brujula podcast and has been covering Mexico and the, and the cartels for about a dozen years. So I'm very pleased to speak with you and, and thank you for taking the time. Uh, anger against the Mexican government in the United States is growing because the perception here, and I believe this to be true, is that Obrador and the Mexico City officials cannot or will not control the cartels. Is that true? Well, I think it's true that there is anger in the United States and it's there is anger in Mexico also with what is going on. President Lopez Obrador claimed that his administration was going to deal better with uh, the cartels and with organized crime. And four years on, he has really nothing uh, pretty good to show on uh, this chapter. And on the contrary, what just happened in Matamoros is a signal, first of all, that things are not working. And second of all, that when U.S. citizens are involved, 
the government, with the help of the FBI and other intelligence institu institutions, uh, American institutions, when they are involved, things get solved. But there are hundreds of thousands of Mexicans that have disappeared and no, they, their families cannot claim the same efficiency of the Mexican authorities. Right. Now, 31 journalists have either been murdered or gone missing in the last two years. Are you fearful for your safety? I live in Mexico City. Uh, Mexico City is very different from uh, the reporting that my colleagues have to do in uh, the northern part of the country, especially in Tamaulipas. And I am not a specialist in organized crime. So those two things make me not be uh, a, a target for uh, the cartel. But, but there, are, there is no protection for journalists. I mean, if the cartel wants to kill you, you're going to get killed. And as you said, the crime will probably not be solved. I, uh, you, when we have a guest, we pre-interview the guest. And one of the things that you told our producer was that the main source of revenue for the drug cartels isn't narcotics or people smuggling. It's extortion of the Mexico people, Mexican people themselves. Is that correct? It's an additional source of income for them. So many people in Mexico or many businesses in Mexico suffer a double taxing. You have to pay your taxes to the government as you do in the U.S. But there are there is another taxing system that occurs within organized crime. If you have a small shop where you sell um, eggs, for example, the organized crime uh, uh, people will come to your store, to your shop, and ask for an extortion. And that is the same if you sell chicken or if and you that's that's widespread all around the country that happens. No, it's focalized, but it is a growing source of revenue for, for organized them, for crime and okay. a growing source of uh, threat for Mexicans. Do the Mexican people understand the fentanyl problem that it's killing hundreds of thousands of people? Do they understand it? Is it a big issue inside Mexico? Well, we, I mean, I, I am informed about what has gone in the United States. I understand uh, there are certain parts of the U.S. where fentanyl consumption is even stronger in the Midwest, for example. And uh, we understand that there is a consumption problem that probably is not caused entirely. I would say it's not entirely caused by uh, what no, is No, I got it. The, the people who buy it are buy it. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same problem in Mexico. You don't have a mass fentanyl death problem in Mexico right now. I think we have a, a problem both in Mexico and in the United States. In the United States, you have a consumption problem. In, the, in Mexico, we have a production and exporting problem. And then we also import U.S. guns. So uh, it's a, I, that's why I think this is a, a problem that involves both our countries. And both our countries need to take it seriously and to cooperate. And okay, what is happening right now is the opposite. It's hard to cooperate when many, many Mexican officials are on the take. They're taking bribes, you know, silver or blood. You either take the money or we kill you and your family. 
That's the cartel's philosophy. Just had a big conviction up here in Brooklyn of uh, the guy who was in charge of Mexican security for six years. And he smuggled and narcotics. Yeah. That was he received a uh, condecoration from the U.S. government. So uh, that's well, why, we got that's why him. It's important to do this cooperation, take it seriously, and understand the amount of money involved. Where people in Mexico and the U.S. need to uh, get their act together, not well, politicize. In the U.S., I think that most people want this to stop. In Mexico. I don't think that Obrador, and I don't know whether he's on the take or his people are on the take, but I don't, what I've seen of him, he is not going to take on the cartels. He is not going to do it, Anna. Last word. I think he is using a wrong strategy and he is not seeing the seriousness of what is going on. That's and impossible. He'd have to. What happened in Matamoros when he reacts and his government react the way they are reacting, it all it only it only furthers my view that he is not understanding the problem. How could you not understand a hundred thousand homicides in Mexico a year? You have to be able to understand that. So anyway, look, Anna, I want you to come back. I, mean, I think he I would think he would have to. Yeah, I would think so. That 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 would be that's not hard to understand. I want you to come back. I'd like you to be our our, our Mexican reporter. You sound like a very honest woman. Um, it was very nice of you to help us out. If we can ever return the favor, you let us know and, and we'll have you back periodically if you have the time, okay? Thank you so much. And sure. uh, thanks speaking. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. Let's bring in. Newt Gingrich, one of the most astute political analysts in the country, former Speaker of the House. All right, North Korea first. No, 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 let's do DACA first since I just wound uh, through it. Um, I thought that on the constitutional point, the Trump administration is right on, but I thought the timing was bad because he's got tax cuts, budget, um, health care, got all of that. Now he's throwing something else at Congress who can barely find the men's room and the ladies' room. What say you? Well, I think he, he felt his hand was forced by the uh, Texas Attorney General's lawsuit, which was going to come uh, today. Uh, Trump was going to be named by the Attorney General if he didn't take action. So I, I think he returned to all of his lawyers, both at the Justice Department, the Department of Homeland Security, and the White House, and unanimously his lawyers said to him, this thing's unconstitutional. 
uh, he then stopped. This conversation started about two weeks ago. And he stopped and he said, wait a second, I'm, I'm not going to issue an instruction to deport 690,000 people uh, who came here as children. Uh, and so they looked for a way to accomplish two things, get us back to a constitutional rule of law, which I think he's doing, but do it in a way that the burden's now on the Congress. And I, I think it's greatly ironic that Obama and others would say this was heartless. I mean, he's giving the Congress six months to fix the problem, a problem which Obama never touched, never came close to, ignored totally in terms of the legitimate process by which the United States governs itself. And I give Trump some real credit that I think he really went out of his way to try to find a way to do this right, both for those of us who believe in the rule of law and for the young people whose lives would have been uh, very dramatically uh, changed had had we just you know gone straight ahead and decided to start deporting people. Okay, but you and I both know that's not the way it's going to be reported. It's going to be reported as Trump hates immigrants, hates uh, young people, doesn't want them to succeed, um, shouldn't have done it, cold and heartless. Um, that's how the media and the far left are going to present it to a very distracted American public, very distracted, to try to drive uh, the president's credibility even further into the ground. So I say, wouldn't it have been wiser, even though I think you could have reasoned with the Texas attorney general and said, look, you know, you might want to just delay this, give me a little room to get some of the big things I need to get passed, then we'll deal with that early next year. Wouldn't that have been better for the president himself? Well, I think it would have been better. I think you're right. On the other hand, I can tell you that they did talk to the Texas Attorney General, and he said no. All right. Uh, he said, look, you know, and then you know, they were they very much wanted this postponed for the reason you're saying. I mean, yeah. you got you got Houston. You've got billions of dollars of, of, uh, of emergency funds. You've got a debt ceiling. You've got the continuing resolution to keep the, con the government open. Uh, there, you have a huge tax bill, which is probably the biggest centerpiece for the fall, that really has to get done uh, for Trump and the Republicans to have a decent year next year. All these things happening simultaneously. I know. They would love to have gotten this off their plate, and the uh, Attorney General of Texas wouldn't cooperate. Well, you know, I probably would have said, okay, file your suit, and then I'll deal with it later, because you know how long that takes to develop. But be that as it may, it's in play now. I don't believe that Congress has any uh, heart to do anything about uh, these 800,000. I mean, the open border crowd has grown in this country. Uh, the amnesty crowd is getting bigger. Uh, the media is squarely behind them. So you're just giving Congress another excuse to basically not do anything, right? Well, I th except I think this deadline becomes real, and uh, they're not going to back off of it. And the Justice Department's been very clear about this, uh, and I think that's that was part of what they did is that they. But the they Democrats. The Justice Department explained. I got it, but the, the Democrats have now a vested interest in not doing anything, and and seeing if Trump does deport these eight hundred thousand right. or six hundred. On, on the other hand, yeah, Trump Trump is pretty good at being noisy. I mean, I would I would say he's in, in your league of being able to be really effective <laughs> at communicating. Uh, which well, I hope you will take you. as a high compliment. Noise, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's able, and I think there will come a moment when, if the Republicans are prepared to move it, and it's the Democrats who are blocking it, 
the pressure on the Democrats from the Latino community will be unbelievable. All right. Uh, I, I don't I don't think they can get away with it. We'll see. Um, but, I, I, you know, Congress has so done nothing since uh, President Trump was elected. They just sit around, and it's just really discouraging I, for I, Americans. I know, and, 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 and I know that I'm perennially an optimist. I, it's one of my weaknesses. I, can't I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, were you surprised McCain uh, harpooned uh, Mr. Trump? Because McCain, yes. he wouldn't have done that for Bush the Younger. In a million years, he wouldn't have done that. Were you surprised? Yeah, I, th- I, I think it was unfortunate, and I think it's not, it's not part of the legacy John really should have. Uh, and I think it's really sad. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I, mean, I, I think it was wrong. But it was all personal. He killed that uh, Obamacare reform um, by himself, and he did it for personal reasons. That was my assessment. Am I wrong? No, I think I think that's probably right. I think okay. I think he uh, and he had a chance to sort of play a hero, and knowing that the entire left would applaud him and be proud of how courageous he is, et cetera. Uh, and I think that was part of what was going on too. Was this yeah, was a, but I think it was an great, anti-Trump. It was a great play. grandstanding moment. Right. Okay, let's get on to North Korea. Uh, my sources in are pretty good. Say that you know it's on the table, some kind of military action to send a message. Do you hear that? I, I think that there are there will be steps taken that will be real. I think uh, the fact that the president's now talking to both the Japanese and the Korean government, uh, South Korean government, about dramatically increasing their their weapons capability. Uh, the South Koreans are almost certainly now going to have uh, an expanded capability with their missiles. Uh, and uh, all of this has got to be very unnerving to the Chinese. This is not the world the Chinese wanted. Uh, and they are now faced with, I think, a, a very, very real challenge. And I think Trump's going to say, now, look, if, if you can't fix it or you won't fix it, whichever it is, don't blame me that the world's about to get a lot worse for you. Yeah. But and, I'm not going to say But it's going to get worse for us, too, though. Let's be honest. The stock market's going to... Crater, uh, it's going to, and Trump again will be blamed, just like in the DACA thing. Um, the far left will say it was a warmonger, he's this, he's that, he didn't do what he should have done. And, and that brings me to what I really want to talk to you about. When Trump was campaigning for president, you and Rudy Giuliani were the two most famous individuals who got behind him, all right? And I remember interviewing both of you, and we had very good conversations because you guys tend to answer the questions unlike most politicians. You guys answer. Now, President Trump's having trouble governing, as we just talked about. Congress not cooperating with him. He's alienated a lot of people. The swamp seems to be winning. Now, it's not about his policies because Trump has been consistent. What he said in the campaign is what he's doing in office. And that's to his credit. But the swamp seems to be impenetrable at this point. Do you see it that way? Well, I think the swamp is bigger and harder and tougher than he thought it was going to be. But I see him making some very real progress. I think on judges, um, they, they, they may well be more effective than Reagan was. Reagan's the most effective president of modern times in reshaping the judiciary. And I think Trump uh, is on track to be even better than Reagan was. I think on regulations, they have relentlessly peeled back the Obama uh, mess uh, and a really amazing number of regulations that they have uh, eliminated, uh, which I think is part of why the economy has been healthier than people thought it would be. Uh, I think that uh, the next really big test is this tax bill. Yeah, if they huge. can get a really substantial tax cut, it really will change the game 
and you will see the economy boom. And at that point, uh, liberals will be in for a very, very long season. Do you do you see any Democrats helping out here? Because I don't think McCain will vote for the tax cuts. Uh, and there are a few other Republicans who won't vote for it. See him winning over any Democrats in this? Uh... I, I think I think he may. I, I want to see how well they write the bill. But if they write a bill that has got enough things in it for small businesses, a good enough thing in for the middle class, it gets really expensive for the Democrats to say no, 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 no. And then there's a point here where I think a number of the Democrats may start saying to Schumer, you know, I just can't stick with you. I, I can't go home and, and That means the no public. money for them, though. Schumer is more ruthless than Reed. He'll cut the, all their money off. You know they will. Well, it may happen. On the other hand, if they're faced with enough folks back home who are going to vote to beat them, they may decide it's less expensive to vote with the people and let yeah. Schumer keep it. It's funny. a calculation. Um, the, uh, the demeanor of President Trump. Polls have him, you know, anywhere from 35 to 41. That's where he is. He took a hit at Charlottesville. Did you think that was fair, by the way? Uh, the media onslaught in Charlottesville to portray him yeah, as a I sympathizer? Yeah, I did. I, 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 yeah, I, not to say he was a sympathizer, but I think if you, if you looked at what was going on, uh, he should have been clearer and more decisive uh, in repudiating these people and condemning them. And he got around to it eventually, but it took a while, and I think that was that unfortunate. That was a mistake. Okay. Isn't it true, though, that Donald Trump reacts emotionally to just about everything? Yeah, I think his first instinct is, look, this is a guy who, uh, in a sense, lives life with his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, and he's angry um, about the far left attacking him, the media attacking him. And, you know, he looked at the pictures and he saw the Antifa people committing violence, and then he just spewed it. So he's not like going back to Kelly, who I think is doing a pretty good job of managing Trump at this point. Would you agree with that, that General Kelly yeah, is? Yeah, I, I think he may become the best chief of staff since Jim Baker because he has, <laughs> he has such a difficult job trying to uh, ride herd on Trump. And, and uh, when you remember that he's hired by the guy he's trying to manage, that's really a delicate balance. Yeah, but he has a lot of power because Trump can't get rid of General Kelly. That would be the end, wouldn't it? No, no, Trump Trump could if he wanted to. I mean, think so and survive? The, 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 the power of a president to to get away with stuff is just, un, you know, almost unbelievable. Okay. Uh, and, and Trump knows that. He knows he'll, he'll still be president the next morning. Do you talk with Trump? Oh, occasionally. Yeah, sure. once in a while? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't try to darken his door regularly, but I talk to all the senior staff, and I, I, I try to get... As long as I can get the things done that need to get done, I don't bother him very much. Do you believe that uh, at this point uh, he has a chance to turn around? The perception of him with the media is never going to stop hating him. They're never going to stop. Does well, he have a chance I, to turn it around? I, uh, I was doing research for a newsletter about a week ago and ran across a fascinating number. Ronald Reagan dropped at his lowest in January of 1983 to 35% approval. A year and a half later, he carried 49 states. So I, oh. I would just suggest that if they get the tax bill through, if the economy is booming, if people look around and go, you know, uh, sometimes he's a little goofy, but it's working, I think he could be reelected. And if the Democrats continue to be crazy, uh, which is a part of this equation, I mean, if you look, look how this is a party which is nuts. Yeah, they're not uh, doing 
Uh, I don't think they're in business to do what's best for the country anymore. Mr. Speaker, we appreciate it. We might mention that uh, Newt Gingrich's wife, Callista, has been nominated to be the ambassador to the Vatican. We expect that to happen. Congratulations to you. You're going to be living large well. in Rome. Um, <laughs> But you know well, they're going to. Yeah, well, I'm going to come over. I'm going to come over. We'd love to see you. But they're going to have to remove all the statues of the Roman Empire. You know that. All the ancient statues, you know, Julius, Cassius, uh, Augustus, they all got to go. You know, if that PC crew comes in, all the statues are the going. Next, the next phase of Antifa. <laughs> Thanks for talking well, to us today. We appreciate thanks. it. Okay. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. All right, and on that note, uh, the statue controversy in America has kind of diminished a little bit, but it's going to come back. Um, Tomorrow we're going to talk to Dennis Miller about it. Um, and I will point out that my book, Killing England, out September 19th, coming up, two weeks, two weeks from today, okay, deals with George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, what they were really like. And Jefferson and uh, Washington had slaves, and they're coming for their statues. The far left's coming for those trying to diminish Washington, trying to diminish Jefferson. You need to know what they were really like as men in totality. All right. So we have a great guest on board, uh, Dr. William Bennett, who was the education secretary under President Reagan. But another breaking news story has emerged as well, in addition to the statue deal. In the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, two college professors, Amy Wax from UPenn, Larry Alexander from the University of San Diego Law School, wrote an op-ed all right, about bourgeois culture. Now listen to this. I'm going to quote it, and we'll get Dr. Bennett's uh, take. Too few Americans are qualified for the jobs available. Male working age labor force participation is at depression era lows. Opioid abuse is widespread. Homicidal violence plagues inner cities. Almost half of all children are born out of wedlock, even more raised by single mothers. Many college students lack basic skills and high school students rank below those from two dozen countries. The causes of these phenomena are multiple and complex, but implicated in this and other maladies is the breakdown of the country's bourgeois culture. Now, they define the culture. That culture laid out the script we all were supposed to follow. Get married before you have children and strive to stay married for their sake. Get the education you need for gainful employment. Work hard. Avoid idleness. Go the extra mile for your employer or client. Be a patriot, ready to serve the country. Be neighborly, civic-minded, and charitable. Avoid coarse language in public. Be respectful of authority and eschew substance abuse and crime. 
That was the culture in the 50s and 60s, which they've named the bourgeois culture, the two professors. Well, as soon as that op-ed was published, UPenn went crazy, and they attacked this Amy Wax, all right, calling her a bigot and a homophobe and a racist, the usual. So they can't even state that a culture with uh, defining values had merit without being attacked as racist. Oh, you like the white people's culture. Let's bring in Dr. Bill Bennett. So when you saw the attacks at UPenn, a prestigious Ivy League school on Ms. Wax and the uh, other professor, um, Larry Alexander, what'd you think? I, I thought, as I always think, where will it end? Will it end? And as you and I have talked about before, actually, uh, you said, I don't think it's going to end. I keep thinking, you know, back to my philosophy courses, ad absurdum, you know, argument ad absurdum, it gets to a point of absurdity, and then it collapses, or ad finum, the final point of the argument. I mean, how much longer can this stuff go on? But it goes on. It goes and on because it's tolerated. It's tolerated, yeah, it's tolerated by, by college administrators, <laughs> and you worked at Boston University. In fact, we wrote, Bruce Fierstein and I wrote about Dr. Bennett, Fierstein had him as an instructor at Boston U. I went to Boston U as well. In old school, Life in the Same Lane, which is exactly the book that we're talking about. But it goes on and it's tolerated because college administrators are afraid of the anti-fa far left and the media is sympathetic to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And this is really kind of clear to demonstrate, Bill. Uh, What you got at the University of Pennsylvania right now is silence from the president, Amy Gutman, who is a a philosophy professor. I've known her for years. We'll see what she has to say. However, uh, when you turn it around and when you actually do things and show a little guts, uh, different things happen. At Ohio State, an administrative officer's office was occupied. The officer came in and said, unless you leave in 30 minutes, you will be arrested. You will be expelled. You will not be allowed back in. Make up, make up your minds. And they left, and that was it. Of course, that didn't make the news. I had to search for that. I had to search for that story. But when administrators stand up, that's the point. And we talk a lot about students, and there's a lot of goofiness because a lot of kids don't know anything about life and reality. But really, the, the onus is on the faculty and the administration. But in you, Amy Wax. You pen Amy Wax. When I talk to her, yeah. go, go ahead. No, you pen are attacking Amy Wax. The faculty members are right. attacking her. Yeah. yeah, she told me, and this is you know, kind of a personal point. She said, "I've been here for twenty-five years or something." So these are people, faculty colleagues, whom you know I, I have to my house for dinner. I go to their house. We 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 play tennis together, and then I see them signing a letter saying that what I was doing was outrageous. You know, it's just they are so cowardly that they throw everything overboard, friendship, they, loyalty. Uh, don't they really believe it, ahead. though? Don't they really believe it? Don't, don't the far-left media cadre and the college professors who are as PC, as liberal as you come, don't they really believe in their hearts America's a bad country, white people suppress minorities, white privilege means they get the money and the minorities don't? They believe this stuff, doctor. And they're multiplying like rabbits. Yeah, some of them do. And they pass it on to the next generation. And that, to me, is the real offense. That's the real sin. 
by the way, there is one other piece of good news. I keep trying to give you some good news here. But I mentioned Ohio State. Did you see what's happening at the University of Missouri? That yeah. their enrollments are down. Way down. Right. Uh, stu- students are not playing at Evergreen State, which is another place that's been running circuses of this sort, uh, politically correct sort. Applications are down. And donations uh, from pu- alumni. Right. And donations from now, alumni. They'll never, right. They'll never go down at Penn, as you know. They'll never go down at Harvard because people will put up with anything to get that prestigious degree for their kid. Do you agree with me there? Yep, I do. But my daughter got accepted to UPenn. And she uh, went to another school. Um, yeah, right. And, and UPenn is an excellent, and, excellent school. But it's far too many you, loons in the administration. Yeah. And you can go to another school. You can turn down an Ivy League school and actually live a very meaningful yeah, life. Yeah, I know. You, know? <laughs> you really can. All right. Now, um, I had yeah, Newt Gingrich on just before you. I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, President Trump has alienated a lot of people in the swamp, all right? The swamp seems to be winning now, all right? Do you see it that way? And is there any way for him to beat the swamp? Or is it going to have to be a stalemate? Uh, You know, yes and no. Which scorecard are we keeping in which stadium? Well, you're keeping the the job approval for Trump is now 35 to 41. That's the... uh, the, and and, the re, right. and you saw what happened to him in Charlottesville. I mean, they took a, oh, an yeah. incident and they, they did everything they could, they being the media, to destroy the man personally. That's what they wanted yeah. to do with that. And, and a lot of it was distorting what he said and ignoring a lot of, a lot of what he said. I just, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've read it. I've read it again. Yeah, you could have been a little more artful about this and that. But I, I didn't object to what he said. There, there were problems on both sides. You don't come to a demonstration or a counter demonstration with a club if you're a peace loving person. No. You know, you really, you but really. You don't. had to do the Nazi standalone thing. Go ahead, that aside. Yeah, no, I, sure. We can, it could have all been improved, no doubt about it. Look, I, I, I don't know. I know, I see the approval ratings, but, uh, and, and obviously they're distressing. And I know about the swamp. I'm a swamp creature. I, you could call me the creature from the Black Lagoon, Bill, back to our, back to our days, movie days. I've lived there a long time. But out in the country, I'm telling you, I, he's still resonating. I don't know about the polls. I decided after this last election I was giving up on the polls. I think a lot of people are saying they are disapproving and disappointed because he's not getting it done. Um, and, and I would understand that. I'm disappointed, too. But I still support it. Yeah, um, I think you know, you're I wanna, right. I want to see the whole set of questions. And, here's and who are they going to run against him? Go ahead. Well, uh, Cuomo will run here in New York, and uh, he, I think he might yeah, have, yeah. A, have a leg up. I wrote a column for The Hill today about the three storms, uh, Katrina, Sandy, and Harvey. And the conclusion of the column was that the federal government worked best under Harvey. I don't think anybody would dispute that. I lay it out. Yeah, you can read right. it on BillOReilly.com. You can read it on The Hill. But that story will never be reported because Trump's in charge now. It'll never be reported. And that's what the president faces. He faces anything he does that's good yeah. is going to be buried. But I think you're right. I think the people out in the, uh, in the uh, uh, Midwest and the South and the Northwest, um, outside of Seattle and the, and the big towns, they're, they're hoping that President Trump does improve the economy, and that's his lifeline. We appreciate it, Doctor. Oh, Thanks know, for they, talking to us. You bet. Okay. As always, Bill. Keep Thank it going, you, Doc. Man. Bye. Great to hear you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. 
To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Sign up and start watching today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.